This program is brought to you by BibleWay Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 77 is going to be from Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 14. When God is silent, we should take notice. Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 14 reads, For it is evident that our Lord arose from Judah, of which tribe Moses spoke nothing concerning the priesthood. In Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 14, we see that Jesus came from the tribe of Judah. And what the writer of Hebrews is telling us here is that Moses spoke nothing concerning the priesthood. Jesus could not be a priest under the law of Moses, because Moses had told the people exactly who the priest were to come from. And so, for it is evident that our Lord rose from Judah, of which tribe Moses spoke nothing concerning the priesthood. When God is silent, we should take notice. God was silent on anybody from the tribe of Judah being a priest. And so, this silence forbid anybody from any other tribe except for the tribe that Moses spoke concerning the priesthood. In Exodus chapter 40, verses 12 through 16, the Bible says, Then you shall bring Aaron and his sons to the door of the tabernacle of meeting and wash them with water. You shall put the holy garments on Aaron and anoint him and consecrate him, that he may minister to me as priest. And you shall bring his sons and clothe them with tunics. You shall anoint them. As you anointed their father, that they may minister to me as priest, for their anointing shall surely be an everlasting priesthood throughout their generations. Thus Moses did according to all that the Lord had commanded him, so he did. In Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 14, Jesus could not be a priest because Moses spoke nothing concerning his priesthood. And so when God is silent, we should take notice. But God was not silent on who should be the priest. He told them that they should be from Aaron in Exodus chapter 40, verses 12 through 16. Then you shall bring Aaron and his sons to the door of the tabernacle of meeting and wash them with water. You shall put the holy garments on Aaron and anoint him and consecrate him that he may minister to me as priest. And so God was not silent on Aaron and Aaron's sons being priests. He told them exactly who was to be priests, and so he anointed them. In verse 15 of Exodus chapter 40, says, You shall anoint them as you anointed their father, their father was Aaron, that you may minister to me as priest, for their anointing shall surely be an everlasting priesthood throughout their generations." Being that Aaron was from the tribe of Levite, we see that first you have to be from the tribe of Levite, and then you have to be of Aaron's descent in order to be a priest for God. And so God was very specific as to who could be his priest. Now, he did not go through and say, every other tribe cannot be a priest to me. He just simply told us who could be the priest. And so his silence... kept any other tribe from being priest. In Leviticus chapter 8, verses 1 through uh, 13, the Bible reads, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take Aaron and his sons with him, and the garments, the anointing oil, a bull as a sin offering, two rams, and a basket of unleavened bread. 
and gather all the congregation together at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. So Moses did as the Lord commanded him. And the congregation was gathered together at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. And Moses said to the congregation, This is what the Lord commanded to be done. Then Moses brought Aaron and his sons and washed them with water, and put the tunic on him, girded him with the sash, clothed him with a robe, and put an ephod on him. And he girded him with the intrinsically woven band of the ephod, and with it tied the ephod on him. Then he put the breastplate on him, and he put the urim and the thurm in the breastplate, and he put the thurm on his head, turban on his head, also on the turban, on its front he put the golden plate, the holy crown, as the Lord has commanded Moses. Also Moses took the anointing oil, and anointed the tabernacle and all that was in it, and consecrated them. He sprinkled them of it on the altar seven times, anointed the altar and all the utensils and the laver and its base to consecrate them. And he poured some of the anointing oil on Aaron's head and anointed him to consecrate him. Then Moses brought Aaron's sons and put tunics on them, girded them with sashes and put hats on them as the Lord had commanded Moses. And so again, we see the Levites of Aaron's house were to be the priests to the children of Israel. God was very specific to this. He was silent as to anyone from any other tribe being a priest. He did not have to go through and say, the tribe of Benjamin cannot be priest, the tribe of Judah cannot be priest. He did not have to do that. He simply told us who could be the priests. And so in Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 14, this makes more sense to us now, for it is evident that our Lord rose from Judah, of which tribe Moses spoke nothing concerning the priesthood. When God is silent, we should take notice. In Numbers chapter 18, verses 20 through 24, the Bible says, And the Lord said to Aaron, You shall have no inheritance in the land, nor shall you have any portion among them. I am your portion and your inheritance among the children of Israel. Behold, I have given the children of Levi all the tithes in Israel as an inheritance in return for the work which they perform, the work at the tabernacle of meeting. Hereafter, the children of Israel shall not come near the tabernacle of meeting, lest they bear sin and die. But the Levites shall perform the work of the tabernacle of meeting, and they shall bear the iniqui their iniquity. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations, that among the children of Israel they shall have no inheritance. For the tithes of the children of Israel, which they offer up as a heave offering to the Lord, I have given to the Levites as an inheritance. Therefore I have said to them, among the children of Israel they have no inheritance. So again, we see specifically who is going to be the priest who is going to work in the tabernacle and in the temple, we see that it is the tribe of Levite. And of the tribe of Levite, the people that are descendants of Aaron are going to be the priest to this <coughs> people, to Israel. And so God has specifically showed us through his silence that nobody else could be a priest or work in the tabernacle or a temple, only the Levites. He has told us exactly who they are going to be. When God is silent, we should take notice. In Numbers chapter 18, verses 20 through 24, we see this. Again, in 1 Samuel chapter 13, 1 Samuel chapter 13, verses 8 through 14, we see a story of a man that did not pay attention to this law. In 1 Samuel chapter 13, verse 8, then he waited seven days according to the time set by Samuel. But Samuel did not come to Gilgal, and the people were scattered from him. 
So Saul said, Bring a burnt offering and peace offering here to me. And he offered the burnt offering. But King Saul was not of the tribe of Levite. He was not of Aaron's descent. And so he had no right to make this offering. <coughs> and we're going to see that there was sacrifice that was going to take place because of this. In verse 10, it says, Now it happened as soon as he had finished presenting the burnt offering that Samuel came, and Saul went out to meet him, that he might greet him. And Samuel said, What have you done? Saul said, What when I saw that the people were scattered from me, and that you did not come within the days appointed, and that the Philistines gathered together at Mitzvah, then I said, The Philistines will now come down on me at Gilgal, and I have not made supplication to the Lord. Therefore I have felt compelled and offered a burnt offering. And Samuel said to Saul, You have done foolishly. You have not kept the commandment of the Lord your God, which he commanded you. For now the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. But now your kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought for himself a man after his own heart, and the Lord has commanded him to be commander over his people, because you have not kept what the Lord commanded you. And so we see here Saul made a sacrifice to God. But this sacrifice was going to come with consequences because Saul was of the tribe of Benjamin. He had no right to make a sacrifice to God. Only the Levites that were of the tribe of Levite, who were of Aaron's descent, would have had permission to make this sacrifice. But Saul took it upon himself. In Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 14, for it is evident that our Lord rose from Judah, of which tribe Moses spoke nothing concerning the priesthood, shows God's silence on the tribe of Judah offering sacrifice, but he was silent on every other tribe. Saul was of the tribe of Benjamin, of whom God was silent concerning the priesthood. And so Saul was going to be punished. Look with me to 1 Samuel chapter 15, verses 10 through 20. Five. First Samuel chapter 15, verses 10 through 25. Now the word of the Lord came to Samuel, saying, I greatly regret that I have set up Saul as king, for he has turned back from me from following me, and has not performed my commandments. And it grieved Samuel, and he cried out to the Lord all night. So when Samuel rose early in the morning to meet Saul, it was told Samuel, saying, Saul went to Carmel, and indeed he set up a monument for himself. And he has gone on around, passed by, and gone down to Gilgal. Then Samuel went to Saul, and Saul said to him, Blessed are you of the Lord. I have performed the commandment of the Lord. But Samuel said, <clears throat> What then is this bleating of sheep of the sheep in my ears, and lowing of the oxen which I hear? And Samuel said, They have brought them from the Amalekites, for the people spared the best of the sheep and the oxen to sacrifice to the Lord your God, and the rest we have utterly destroyed. Then Samuel said to Saul, Be quiet. I will tell you what the Lord said to me last night. And he said to him, Speak on. So Samuel said, When you were little in your own eyes, were you not of the tribes of Israel? And did not the Lord anoint you king over Israel? Now the Lord sent you on a mission and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why did you swoop down on the spoil and do evil in the sight of the Lord? 
And Saul said to Samuel, But I have obeyed the voice of the Lord, and gone on the mission on which the Lord sent me, and brought back Agag, king of Amalek. I have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. But the people took of the plunder, sheep and oxen, the best of the things which should have been utterly destroyed, to sacrifice the Lord <coughs> to the Lord your God in Gilgal. So Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness as, as iniquity of idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he also has rejected you from being king. Then Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord your God. Your words, because... I feared the people and obeyed their voice. Now, therefore, please pardon my sin and return with me that I may worship the Lord. You see, God does not accept sacrifice from anyone except from the tribe of Levite of the house of Aaron. Those are the only ones that can offer sacrifice. And so when Saul, being of the tribe of Benjamin, decided that he was going to offer sacrifice, he made excuses and said, the people made me do it. But God did not accept those sacrifices. In <clears throat> verse 22 of 1 Samuel chapter 15, has the Lord his great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Saul should have obeyed the voice of the Lord. And the Lord did not say that the tribe of Benjamin could not offer sacrifice. He simply told them who could. His silence forbid anybody else from making any sacrifice because they knew who could make the sacrifice. Therefore, he did not have to go through and tell them the tribe of Judah cannot, the tribe of Dan cannot, the tribe of so-and-so cannot. He simply told them who could. And when Saul disobeyed the Lord, he did not have a direct command, thou shall not. He had the silence of God concerning his tribe. When God is silent, we should take notice. For it is evident that our Lord arose from, the, from Judah, of which tribe Moses spoke nothing concerning the priesthood. So when God is silent, we need to take notice. There are so many things in the Bible that God is silent on. One of them is instrumental music. God tells us exactly how we are to worship Him in our singing. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 19, Colossians chapter 3 and verse 16, Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 15. God tells us how He wants to be worshipped. He wants to be worshipped with the fruit of our lips. And thus He is silent on any other offerings to Him. And so when we decide that we're going to bring another sacrifice to him that is not the fruit of our lips and offer it to him in our worship, <clears throat> we are doing wrong. Just as King Saul did wrong in offering a sacrifice to God when he was not of the tribe of Levite of the house of Aaron. And God took away the kingdom from him because of this sin. He took it away from him. He rejected him from being king. He rejects us from being priest to him. When we do not offer what he has told us to offer, when we go beyond his word, when he is silent on the issue and decide to do something that he is silent upon, silence forbids, it does not authorize, he will take away the kingdom from us as well. When God is silent, we should take notice. So as we go about our lives today, let us take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So, 
As we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.